Government is everywhere, personally, nationally, globally, and heavenly. Welcome to Are You Real Government, the premier media outlet where we discuss what's going on around the world and how to release God's governance, the kingdom, into it. Each week, we'll be equipping you with kingdom understanding and giving you the inside track to government leaders around the globe. Now get ready to get real about government with Are You Real Government? What in the world is going on, and more importantly, what in your world is going on? This is Dove Alexander, spiritual advisor to the influential and your host of Are You Real Government? Don't forget that you can catch the founder and president of Are You Real, John Fuller, and his show, Are You Real Purpose, every Wednesday on iTunes, Google Play, or wherever you get your podcasts. I want to thank all of our listeners for the great feedback on the last few shows that have contained phenomenal interviews with guests of the very highest caliber. I have more interviews coming up in future episodes, But today I wanted to share some thoughts on the power of citizenship, as this is a subject that has come up in several conversations lately. My views on this matter, especially as it pertains to kingdom citizenship, have been heavily influenced, if not almost entirely shaped by the revelations of the late, great Dr. Miles Monroe. I will be quoting him frequently in this episode, and cannot encourage you enough to go and get his book, The Principle and Power of Kingdom Citizenship, or really any of his books, as they all contain the potential to change the trajectory of your life in a very real way. And I say that without exaggeration. After the Bible, his book, Rediscovering the Kingdom, has been the single most influential piece of literature that I have ever read, and is highly responsible for the levels of authority that I operate in today. All that being said, I hope that you enjoy the thoughts laid out in this episode. It is the evening of July 4th, 2018. I have spent the day with friends and family celebrating this country that I love so much and the freedoms that we enjoy. While there are many areas in our nation yet to be shaped by kingdom people to represent the heart and the authority of God correctly, the United States of America is still, in my humble opinion, the greatest country in the world and one that I am proud to have my earthly citizenship represented by. Even more so, however, I am emboldened in everything that I do because I actually possess dual citizenship. One status held by my nation, the United States of America, and the other by my homeland, the country of the kingdom of heaven, from which I have been sent as an ambassador, but that is a topic for another episode. Before one can grasp the power that you hold as an ambassador of the government of heaven, you must first establish within your thinking the foundation and weight of citizenship. The Apostle Paul wrote in Ephesians 2, 19, Now therefore you are no longer strangers and foreigners, but fellow citizens with the saints and members of the household of God. He states first that you are not strangers and foreigners, in the Greek xenos paroikos, directly translated a foreigner without citizenship, but rather fellow citizens, the Greek word sumpalitas, possessing citizenship, and with that, while distinctly different, akaios, belonging to the house or the family. This distinction between your kingdom citizenship and your family membership again begs that I express my core belief that being a son of God is more than enough for me for eternity, but the world needs me to step into the authority of my kingship. For you, being a son or a daughter of God is more than enough for you for eternity, but the world is desperately waiting for you to step into your position of authority as a king on this earth. Just as it would have been more than enough for Christ to exist as the Son and the Word for all of eternity, but the world desperately needed him to position himself as a savior. The distinction between the relational benefit of family and the positional authority of citizenship is of great importance. I will say that again. 
the distinction between the relational benefit of family and the positional authority of citizenship is of great importance. The interesting thing about these two statuses is that they both begin at the exact same moment and through the same process of being quote-unquote born again. John chapter 1 verse 12 says this, But as many as received him, to them he gave the right to become children of God, to those who believe in his name. John chapter 3 verse 5, Jesus answered, Most assuredly I say to you, unless one is born of water and the Spirit, he cannot enter the kingdom of God. In the moment that you receive Jesus as your Lord and Savior, you are not only instantaneously becoming a new creation, 2 Corinthians 5.17, you also receive an upgrade relationally and positionally. Yes, you immediately receive full access to the benefits of having God as your Heavenly Father. But you also gain access to grow into all of the opportunity and authority provided by your citizenship being granted by the government of the kingdom. You see the transitional maturation process that we are all called to experience from sonship to kingship is the difference between you depending on the power of your father and experiencing the authority that he has given you to walk in yourself. My daughter is six years old. Right now she lives a great life full of benefits that she enjoys dependent wholly upon her relationship to me as her father. However, there will come a time in her maturation process that she will move into authority of herself and will build her own life by taking advantage of the privileges afforded to her because of her legal status as a citizen of the United States of America. She will drive, purchase a home, have the ability to trade in the public marketplace, earning wealth in exchange for her God-given talents and giftings. All of these experiences will have nothing to do with her family relationship to me, but rather are dependent upon her taking advantage of the opportunities afforded to her as she exercises her rights as a citizen. This does not mean that she will no longer continue to experience perks and benefits from me because I love her, but it will bring pride to my heart to see her become, become the fullness of her potential and exercise all of the power and authority that accompanies her incredible potential. And so it should be with all of us as sons and daughters of God. You see, until you understand and engage the authority of your kingdom citizenship, your life will be dependent upon the favor of your father, which luckily, considering who our father is, is a pretty sweet deal. However, if you really want to see your life in the kingdom accelerated, I would encourage you to commit to the journey of understanding, implementing, and exercising your governmental kingdom authority of citizenship, and I would wager that your life will never be the same. Before we continue honing in on the power and authority of citizenship, I want to help those of us who have grown up or reside in some form of modern democracy to shift our frame of reference into a kingdom mindset. And we'll do that by reading an excerpt from Dr. Miles Monroe's aforementioned book, The Principle and Power of Kingdom Citizenship, specifically a portion entitled, Characteristics of a Kingdom. Characteristics of a Kingdom All kingdoms share specific characteristics. As you read through this list, you will find yourself nodding in agreement. Yes, I knew that. It seems so obvious when you see the facts. How could we have missed this for so long? We will be discussing most of these in detail in the chapters of this book. Here are the characteristics of a kingdom. Any kingdom, whether an earthly one or a heavenly one. All kingdoms have a king. Kings are born into kingship, not nominated or elected. All kingdoms have a lord, which means an owner. The Lord and the King are the same thing. 
The king's power is absolute in a true kingdom. All kingdoms have territory. The king must have domain. The king personally owns everything in his domain. The king is never voted out of power in a kingdom. All kingdoms are a country and a nation, and they are different from each other. All kingdoms have a constitution, a covenant that the king makes with his own citizens. All kingdoms consist of a group of people who identify themselves with a sovereign. All kingdoms have laws. Laws are strict principles by which the citizens must live. All kingdoms have citizens. Citizenship entails certain responsibilities and it bestows specific rights and privileges. All kingdoms have royal privileges to which the citizens can have access through royal favor. All kingdoms have a principle of royal favor. All kingdoms have a code of ethics. All kingdoms have a commonwealth, which is why they are often called a commonwealth. The citizens have access to the same supply of wealth. Along the same lines, all kingdoms discourage private ownership. All kingdoms have a culture. This has to do with their lifestyle, clothing, values, morals, food, and even the way people respond to problems. All kingdoms have an economy. All kingdoms have a taxation system. All kingdoms have a principle of giving to the king. Citizens never come before their king empty-handed. All kingdoms have an army. The soldiers are not civilians or ordinary citizens. In the kingdom of God, you cannot see the army because it consists of angels. The king's presence is the same as the king's authority. The king's name is the essence of his authority. All kingdoms have a delegated authority. A king embodies the government of his kingdom. The government is not divided into branches or departments. All kingdoms have an educational system. All kingdoms have administration and organization. All kingdoms have a principle of glory related to the sovereign king. The citizenry represent its king's glory. Similarly, all kingdoms have a principle of worship, directed towards the king but beneficial to the worshipers. All kingdoms have principles of reputation and provision. This means that for the sake of his reputation, the king must meet the needs of his citizens. All kingdoms have a principle of decree. Kings do not need to debate proposed laws, and their decrees cannot be changed. Kings can choose their own citizens. End of reading. Wow, did you hear that last one? A king can choose his own citizens. You have been chosen by the king of kings to be a part of the citizenry of the greatest kingdom in existence, the kingdom of God. After this message from our partners, I will proceed to lay out the power of kingdom citizenship authority. Are you a responsible person who finds yourself growing deeper and deeper in credit card debt and you're not sure how to fix the problem? Then get ready for a toll-free number that will put you on a path to financial recovery. Trinity Debt Management is a nonprofit organization that will consolidate your accounts into one easy-to-manage monthly payment. Put a stop to late fees and over-limit charges, reduce your interest rates by as much as 60%, and possibly improve your credit score. You'll save thousands and become debt-free for keeps. It's not a loan. It's a smart way to relieve your stress, meet your obligations, and preserve your self-respect. If your debt has you down, we should talk. Gather up your bills and call this toll-free number for a free, no-obligation debt analysis. 1-800-741-8205. Again, that number, 1-800-741-8205. Zero five. 
you don't want to miss this opportunity, give us a call today. Kingdom, citizenship, authority. I'm going to say these three words again. Kingdom, citizenship, authority. The kingdom is your homeland, the country from which you have come. Citizenship is your legal status within that country. Your authority. Your authority are rights that you enjoy because of your right standing within that country. Kind of brings a whole new perspective to Matthew 6.33. Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things will be added to you, doesn't it? Citizenship means that the government is responsible for providing the rights of a constitution to you. The constitution of our government is the Bible. More on that in a moment. Citizenship also demands that you are accountable to the law contained in the Constitution. Thankfully for us, the only law, or better said, commandment, that we are responsible to adhere to in order to maintain in right standing with our government is the commandment that is found in the words of Jesus from John chapter 13, verse 34. A new commandment I give you, that you love one another, as I have loved you, that you also love one another. As long as you are adhering to this commandment of Jesus, loving one another as he has loved us, your citizenship is in right standing with your government, and therefore it is the country of heaven's responsibility to provide you with all of your rights and privileges. Just as I, as long as I abide by the law of the land here in the United States of America, have certain rights afforded to me by my constitution, have the ability to place a demand on the legal structure of my country to provide these rights to me, so, I as a kingdom citizen, abiding in right standing of Jesus, have the right to place a demand on the kingdom of heaven, to move on my behalf in accordance with the constitution of the Bible. Next, let us address the value and power of citizenship. Number one, everybody wants it. Two, everybody needs it. Three, every nation possesses it. And four, every government protects it. Citizenship, everybody wants it. A great example of this is the history of countless Cubans in an attempt to escape the oppression of communism in their own country, traveling in homemade boats risking their lives for an opportunity to gain citizenship in the United States of America. Citizenship. Everybody needs it. Without citizenship, an individual can be used and abused, and certainly cannot function with full rights within the given country. Citizenship. Every nation possesses it. In fact, I would go so far as to say that the very essence of a nation is held within its citizenship and not its land. Israel illustrated this point as they remained a nation even without territory for a period of time. Citizenship. Every government protects it. When an individual is given citizenship, they are not given a piece of paper, but power. Citizenship is difficult to get because once you have it, you have rights and power. Think about how much harder it is to handle domestic terrorists in comparison to foreign terrorists. Domestic terrorists are much harder to combat due to the rights that they possess. Privacy, due process, the list goes on and on. In short, the most powerful authority an individual can possess is citizenship. The most valuable position a nation can give to an individual is citizenship. When you give an individual citizenship, they can make demands on a nation and the nation must comply, as long as the individual is operating within the parameters of the law. The greatest weapon a politician has over an individual is ignorance. That's why most politicians have a background in law. My question for you today is, are there possibly some things that you are allowing the enemy to do in your life because you think he has the right to do it? More on that another time. 
Next, I would like to address the principles of citizenship. Number one, citizenship is the key to empowerment. Two, citizenship provides legitimate access to rights. And three, citizenship is the source of an individual's personal authority. Let's talk about that, a source of an individual's personal authority. You see, a police officer cannot just walk into your house. You can stop them and ask for a warrant. A warrant is proof that a judge has determined that you are operating outside of the parameters of the law. If they do not have a warrant, they cannot enter. Conversely, they must show up if you call them. If they don't, you could file a lawsuit saying that they did not come. You see, citizenship makes the government your servant. Citizenship makes the Constitution your contract. Let's dig a little further into the Bible being our Constitution. The Constitution. A Constitution consists of an aspiration, a law, and rights. Aspiration, law, and rights. The Constitution of the United States of America reflects the democracy and the aspiration being that of we the people. However, in the Constitution of the Bible, it is a theocracy that is reflected in the words, in the beginning, God. You see, both are an aspiration, the hope of seeing something come to fruition. Next, the law, which is your responsibility. And thirdly, rights, which is the government's responsibility. You see, the Bible is not a religious book, but rather a legal document. It states and confirms that you are a legal being. Legal beings can make demands. Without this, you have to depend upon favor. A citizen can walk in, state a position, declare a right, and make a demand of a government. And these demands can include that an inheritance be released to an individual. I want to read Ephesians 2.19 again. Now therefore, you are no longer strangers and foreigners, but fellow citizens with the saints and members of the household of God. Now listen to me. Family status grants you access to gifts, but it does not guarantee inheritance. You see, inheritance can only be provided and passed down through a legal system. You can be blood and not benefit from a will of a predecessor. You can be in the bloodline and still not be quote-unquote legal. Listen, being a child of God is not enough to access everything that God has for you. You must be born before legal papers of citizenship are issued for you, but you have to pick up your papers in order to be considered a legal citizen. You see, when my daughter was born in the hospital, she was automatically a member of my family, but she had no rights in our country until her legal citizenship papers were picked up, her birth certificate. When you were born again, your name was written in the Lamb's Book of Life, there is a legal document recording your birth and legalizing your citizenship and all the rights afforded therein. Your citizenship acts as your passport. It gives you permission to move anywhere in the Greek word cosmos, this world. If you look at your passport, you will see that it states that it is the property of the United States government, or whatever country you happen to be from. This document serves to put whatever country you travel to on notice that you carry the backing of your entire country wherever you go, and that if you are mistreated or your rights are violated, that the army, navy, marines, the entire military might of your government will be launched on your behalf. And so it is with your citizenship in the kingdom of heaven. I will end with this truth, Philippians 3.20, For our citizenship is in heaven, from which we also eagerly wait for the Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ 
take note that it says, from which, for our citizenship is in heaven, from which we also eagerly wait for the Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ. It does not say our citizenship is in heaven where we eagerly wait. No, from which we are positioned here on earth with dual citizenship, whatever physical nation that we happen to be a part of, and the citizenship that is from heaven. And we are to wait here to prepare the way for our Lord Jesus Christ to come back. I would encourage each of you to live boldly this week, knowing that the government of the kingdom and the military might of the angelic is backing you wherever you go. Move in the peace and joy that comes from abiding in the love of Christ, and be bold to place demands upon the rights and authority that are yours. And may things around you shift as heaven comes to earth in a very real way. Until next time, it's been Dub, it's been Kingdom, and it's been Real. Thank you for joining us on this episode of Are You Real Government? For in-depth resources, show notes, information on today's discussion, or to connect with your host personally, please visit areyoureal.org. While you're there, be sure to check out the other podcasts in the Are You Real family. Until next time, thanks for keeping it real with Are You Real Government?